Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. This episode is going right on the heels of last week's episode where we talked all about teacher self-care, educator self-care, especially in the fall season. And we talked a lot about what we mean by self-care and what we don't mean by self-care. So if you missed that episode, I would highly encourage you to take a pause right now, listen to that one last week's episode, and then come back here because we're going to talk more about where last week was about being in the moment. This is about looking forward. Wouldn't you say so, my friend? Absolutely. And I think this episode is going to save some people's lives. I really do. I mean, I, I, and I say this with all of the love in my heart, but like, I can't tell you how many years I've gone through the holiday season. And we're speaking really to our U S listeners right now, because we have in the United States, a cluster of things happening one on top of another. We go for it. Like the fall season is like a pretty extended period of time. That's relatively uninterrupted. And then like when it comes to school and personal celebrations and things, this end of the year, end of the calendar year gets so crazy in both my personal life and my school life. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the mainstream, like, like majority overarching calendar here where we're talking about basically the end of October through the beginning of January, where it just, there are things to do all the time personally and professionally. And so we want to talk about just some tips and some things to think about for navigating this time professionally and personally 
and so that you can enjoy the time professionally and personally. And then also just some strategies and things that we do and how, how this shows up in our own lives and classrooms and et cetera. So this is our, on like our, our Marie Kondo, your holiday calendar episode from Brave New Teaching. Basically. We spark some joy rather than dread every week. Yes, because it's also exhausting and it's also cold and flu season. Yeah. And in a COVID time of cold and flu season, it's there's a lot and <clears throat> there's a lot of stress. And I'm sick of feeling stressed and I would like to feel more joy than stress. So <laughs> let's cue the music. listening to Brave New Teaching, a podcast for educators challenging the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a high school English teacher in Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm also a high school English teacher in Southern California. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Okay, friends, I feel like, I mean, we mentioned this in the introduction, but I cannot stress enough that when we are talking about the holiday season, I know we are not encompassing everybody's holidays and we do not mean to be uh, non-inclusive, We, <laughs> but we're, we're really talking about specific to people who work on school campuses. This is a time in the calendar year where stuff gets bananas for almost everybody. So that's why it's such an important point in time and like two, three month period to really hone in on because we're not just working with busier calendars ourselves, but we're working with people who have busy calendars, which then means that there are shorter fuses, which then means, right? Like it's, it's a whole pylon sort of a thing. And it is a phenomenon, especially in the States that occurs October through the end of December, you know, early January where there's a lot going on and like I said before, in a year where there's already a lot going on, uh, we want to help be proactive. Well, and mentally, I think the hardest part of this season is like, it's supposed to be really happy and fun yes. and it's supposed to be supposed to, supposed to, supposed to be a lot of things. But when we're in it, a lot of times we're like too stressed out to actually be enjoying the season. Yeah, and like I, this isn't great. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really hope that Eve, whether you listen to this episode in real time or at another point, I think the strategies that we want to share with you are applicable to any incredibly busy season of life that you find yourself in. Um, I can kind of just start, just start us off here. So in my life between October 31st and December 31st, there are one, two, three birthdays. We celebrate Thanksgiving at two places, two separate homes, and Christmas at three separate places. So <laughs> that, right. So that's three, four, five, six, seven. There are eight like major celebrations, which are supposed to be really happy and fun, going on within like an eight and a half week span of time. It is so much joy, but when I get to those days and I haven't picked out the gift that I really wanted or gotten the time to do the things that I wanted. I end up or washed really, your hair. Like or, when you get to that point and you're like, Oh, yes. God, I have to take a shower. Yeah. Well, then I'm, then I'm overwhelmed <laughs> with disappointment and, and it's such a letdown. So that's kind of where I'm coming from when I talk about my busy season and that's excluding right when you're on a school calendar, which also for me in the past was finals. Like we finished mm -hmm. our semester before the holiday break. So we were turning in final grades, grading final exams. 
I was still a new quote, new teacher. I was still getting evaluations and having evaluation meetings. Um, at that same time, uh, professional development usually happened around Thanksgiving and I really wanted my breaks to be breaks. So it wasn't like I was using that time off to like catch up on anything. So everything's starting to end for school, which means it's a lot of work for us. Yep. And then there's a lot of other things going on at home. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I have a lot of similar that my own birthday is in that stretch between American Thanksgiving and like the Christmas holiday. We also celebrate Hanukkah in my family. So we've got, and that can be anywhere between late November, which is a pretty early Hanukkah to like mid to late December, just depending on where it lands. And I have elementary school age kids now. So it's, it's not just like navigating all of these different events that like, I mean, I'm a sucker for a theme. I love decorations. Like I said, in our self-care episode, I love it. It's I love it, but I want to enjoy it. Not just love that I can do these things, but also enjoy that I have the tree up the, you know, like all of these different things, the menorah, the, all of it, I don't want it to be stressful. And so that's, we're doing things like mindfully. And it's not always an option to slow down necessarily. If one more person tells me to slow down, like I might lose my shit (laughs) because like, that's just not always an option. And also, and also that's just not maybe how I'm feeling right now. Maybe I don't really feel like slowing down in that way. And like, you know, just use the mirror and reflect on yourself. Maybe though, for me, that is a moment to like, say, okay, if I'm not going to slow down, then what am I going to give the most energy to, to make sure that that's like the most important thing for me and that I'm like getting out of it, what I put into it. But yeah, so (laughs) my district, we don't have finals until about a week and a half to two weeks after we get back from new year's. So in January, so it lingers. So this yeah. time lingers. I mean, you get before you send kids home for two weeks for a break, there's going to be some sort of a large assessment of sorts. Something needs to happen in December before kids go home for winter break, because then you've got two full weeks and then we have like a week and a half and then it's finals. So it's, it's almost like a double time of finals. If that like, yep. So, and then it just lingers. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. Cause then we like just, so you're not, you don't have that sense of feeling like it's done. No, there's no finality to the no. school That's season exactly. in mid-December or late December when we go home for the winter break. So that you're is like fake it then you're like, you're like fake it for the kids, like make them feel like a sense of closure. Right. But then like, right. Still continue. Yeah. Closure, but like, can't be totally done yet. There still has to be something. So that's, and that's been like a delicate balance to try and find uh, throughout my career, like just kind of figuring that one out. And then like, I get FOMO real bad when I see special, not really necessarily with my own kids. Cause I I'm pretty good at like celebrating and my kids are super into stuff like I am and go like all out. But like in my classroom, when I see this is where like Instagram can be bad for me. When I see what other teachers are doing with their students and these like creative and amazing activities they're doing that are like winter themed or something fun before they go home for winter break. And I'm like, oh, I I barely got I barely got through that week. So we I just kind of sent them home with like a smile and a candy cane. Okay, so here's the solution, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think Marie and I talked about this very briefly, and we'll talk about it again and again and again. We talk to you all the time about backwards planning for school, right? We always talk about this. We talk about this like till we're blue in the face. But I think this time of year, especially like micro 
micro planning. Oh yeah. Season backwards, right. From that last day of school before your break all the way up until now is so vital. But I also think the added layer that should happen now is merging your calendars. I yes. think having your personal calendar and your school calendar on the same calendar right now will help you sort out, adjust and time things better because the other half of this episode, we're going to talk about what we really love to do, what brings us joy in this season. And if we want to make sure that we have room for the things that bring us joy, we've got to plan them. We've got to make sure that they have a spot. If you want to send kids home with a winter, something, something, put it on the calendar, right. And like, yeah. and, and make sure that something else is removed because I think what really that happens to us. And this is, I'm speaking from experience is you don't look up from what you're doing until you're so deep in it. There's nothing else you can do, but or you scramble and you stress yeah. yourself out more. Right. And like, it's not like fun. And then it's not fun right now. You have time to think through these things that we want to go through with and, you. So and hear us playing. out, hear us yeah. out. Like I am absolutely one for leave work at work as much as you can so that you can be present at home. However, merging your work and home calendars gives you the following benefits. It makes you aware of your energy just because the school day ends, your contract day ends at, for me, three o'clock. Like I'm ever done at three o'clock. Let's pretend I'm done at three 30, right? Okay, fine. I go home. I have other things that I've got planned that I want to do. If I am so exhausted because of what's been going on during the school day, I'm not going to enjoy, or I'm not even going to be able to do maybe well, the things that I have planned for the after, because I didn't merge my calendars because I didn't see just because it's like separation, like separation of church and state, just because the separation of school and home, you are the one that bridges that gap. So for your own sake and your own like mental clarity and your physical and emotional energy, seeing what is expected of you by yourself, like I hear that, what you expect of yourself in both places and in both of the roles that you're filling professionally and personally, you got to see it all together. If you, if you don't want to get blindsided, that's how it is for me. Well, yeah. I think, I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that we forget how much control we really have. For sure. if, If you put on your calendar, all of these things, and you have a couple of really exciting weekends coming up, right? Like I know that one of my habits used to be ending the week on a Friday. Why? I don't know. Cause it seems like everyone ends a week on a Friday, but somebody somewhere told me, well, you don't have to collect homework or collect quizzes every Friday. Well, how does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel obligated to grade them over the weekend. Right. Um, because otherwise, why did I collect it on Friday? <laughs> like, Why right. was it due? Right. What was the point? So, you know, little adjustments, like maybe you want an activity to start on a Friday and end on a Monday so that over the weekend, the kids are quote, working on something they started and you are doing whatever you need to do, or maybe only one section of your course load is something that you're grading and the other class is working over the weekend. Like this is what Marie and I are trying to share with you is when you know the things that are happening in both your life and your school life. And I don't think this is all year long. I really do think it's these concentrated, you know, difficult to navigate seasons. It's, it's, it's the end of the school year. It's the end of the calendar year, right? Yeah. It's specific times. Yeah. Your, your assessments create timing in your assignments, collection, 
all of that so that it makes sense with the energy you want to be putting into whatever other projects and fun activities or Mm -hmm. vacations or visits or things that you're going to do that are going to bring you joy and energy back to your classroom. That's really fun. Right. Happy teachers make happy kids. Truth. Well, not always, but also unhappy teachers make unhappy kids. So like it goes ways. So, so then what, one question I would ask, you know, putting at the top of your calendar would be, what can you accomplish now that will save you stress later? Um, so we've talked before a little bit about batching. Is there something you can batch? Like maybe you do have a PD day coming up and you're going to have an hour to kill. Uh, I say that very lightly because we never have nothing to do, but yeah. there are times where you're like so comatose that you can't move. But like, maybe if you have a plan for like that one random hour that you're going to batch the last of your Sesame street quizzes, or you're going to do a one more revision on your final exam, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to print it, right? You're going to print all your copies for the last week of school, or you're going to do, you know, what little tasks can you accomplish off of that calendar ahead of time? that might also help alleviate some of the stress and add to some of the fun. And that's the stuff that bites me in the butt, right? Like it's basically, what can you accomplish now that could bite you in the butt later? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Because if you get that stuff out of the way, then the other things, I mean, are are more pressing. Those more pressing things are going to happen anyways. But like making those assessments, creating the last column of that rubric, like the thing that you didn't get to that's going to bite you in the butt when you're standing in front of kids going, oh crap, I never did this. Those are the things for those little moments of time that you can kind of steal and be like, this will take me 15 minutes and I'll still have another 15 of this 30 minutes to chill. Yes, absolutely. And maybe like, yeah, again, like you're saying too, like maybe you do want to sacrifice a little bit more of your your home time at the beginning of November. Like if you're going to work extra hours, maybe doing it at the beginning of this season will help make the rest and the end of the season feel a little bit better. I don't know. Everyone's different, but yeah, it just depends. It just depends on what works. Totally. So one thing I like to do too is, um, and this is where Marie and I are going to share some of our own examples is doing a holiday season to-do list dump. Um, and this really kind of helps me. I'm a huge fan of the lazy genius podcast, which has totally blown up in these past few years. She's got a book out and Kendra Adachi is just so good at all of this. So you should definitely check out her episodes on this time of year. But one of her kind of call to actions is in every episode is figure out what matters, Mm -hmm. what matters to you and prioritize that. And so we're going to share with you a couple of things that we always love to do like this season. These are our favorite things. I want to make space for these things. Um, Other things that are cool, but like they could, you know, if, time is realistic, fine. If not, they're not. Um, and like what needs to change? Um, and then we'll kind of help you prioritize from there. So Maria, I'd say, what are your, these around this season personally and in school, what are your must do's, your traditions that absolutely need space in your life to happen? Well, it's not going to be a surprise that decorating both my classroom and my home are things because, and I mean, there's a reason that we decorate, like we can get into like deep heritage and cultural like roots and that sort of thing when it comes to decorations. But even if it's just because it brings joy to your space. Yeah, totally. At the time of recording this, I have Halloween decorations up both at my house and in my classroom. And it just, when I get home from school and I see my cute little bats flying behind the TV on the wall, just makes me happy when my students come in and they see 
little jack-o'-lanterns and spider webs on their table makes them happy, gives them something to think about, right? Like, so that is a big thing that I will take time to do. And it's a tradition in my family. I've started to create time in my classroom where students can contribute to what we're putting up on the, like where they're making their own snowflakes because it's not going to snow here in San Diego. And we're putting things up that actually also like creates community and it's a moment that we can have together. So like, that's a thing that I am working on a little bit. Um, And then we talked about this at length in our self-care episode, but I really like to bake. I really like to bake things that are nostalgic to me when I was growing up and that can become part of my, my own kids, like my two children, their lives. And yeah, there's just something about like making things. That's something that I always like to have around this particular season of the year. What about you? Well, at home, I have a lot of things that are changing all the time because I do have two kids who are going from the baby stage to the toddler stage to the older toddler stage. So our things are kind of adjusting. But um, one thing that always trying to do yearly is make a family video. And I know this is really dumb, but like I used to do it for their birthdays and now it's just kind of merged into a family video. And really the one year I use the app, that one second app where it takes like one second of your day every day for the whole year. And then makes a video. I think that's what it's called. I'll link, cool. I'll link it in the show notes. And well, and then it's really cool. Cause it just like, it connects to your photos album in your phone. So it, when you click on the calendar, it shows you the pictures you had taken that day. That's so cute. you just click, click, click and go, and then it'll make a video for you. I like to just kind of go through all my my photos at the end of the year and throw them onto we video and add some music. And then we like to watch it together. Um, during that time, it's, there's no other time of year that we would ever do that. So that's that's really fun though. That's one thing we like to do. I like to pretend that I can bake. Um, so I try and I'm really trying to use the holidays also to learn more about my culture and my roots. So I am of German ancestry. And I bought a classic German baking (laughs) book and I'm trying to learn how to make like German cookies and, you know, something other than just going to like six Oktoberfests in the fall and drinking beer. So working on adding some of that into our family life and, you know, around the holidays too, we like to read quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So an, an Icelandic tradition, Luis and I have spent a lot of time in Iceland is to gift books to everyone in the family on Christmas Eve. So I like to take my time hand picking books for people in my family. So that's really important to me. And then the Thanksgiving meal is something that I really care about. Like it's the only time of year that I truly entertain formally. And I love the idea of it. I've got a lot of work to make it you know, better and how I really want it to be, but I love cooking. I love entertaining my family and it's really cool. Cause it's also my son's birthday is like, is like right around there. So it's usually a hybrid event. So we'll do like Thanksgiving early dinner and then a birthday bash in the evening. So it's kind of a really fun day. And so those things are really, really part of our flow. That's cool. Yeah. I I would say baking. I like to do it with my kids, which I know a lot of people are like, okay, (laughs) have fun with that. I I love it. Like it's, I don't care if it looks bad. I don't care if it tastes a little off. Like there's just something cool about making things and then we get to eat them with 
my kids. Um, and it's not always super fun the whole time, but it's, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Well, for me, what that looks like though, is like really seriously putting all of that on the calendar, like for Thanksgiving dinner, like the shopping for all of that and deciding on the meals. Like I try to actually like put that on a calendar, like when I'm going to have like a firm, like decision made on this menu. What am I going to get from my charcuterie board? Uh, you know, like all those things, like I kind of really do want to write down because then other, they don't get lumped into last minute tasks. And I think for school, my must do's, I try to end our final assessments before the last week of school. And then the last week of school, we typically do some kind of Socratic seminar or um, a class party, but usually there's always like something that goes with that party. So I can share what I've done before, but my, our Socratic seminar, I like to have them debate the question, is the holiday season more apt to bring out our generosity or our greed? And the kids I'm gonna go ahead really, and steal that. This <laughs> they really get into that question and it doesn't take a lot of teeth pulling to make them engaged on those last couple of days. Even I, there are years where I used to just quote, like show a movie and like, I had a hard time sometimes like getting kids to like shut up and listen to the movie because they're, yeah, so they're, they're not impressed by that anymore. It's not, no, it doesn't work. So like, I do plan an activity that's like low stakes. It's like, you know, it could be extra credit. It could be like another way to save your grade. It could be a lot of things, but that question has always worked really well for me. I'm literally, literally using that. Thank you. It's so good. That's so good. I have, I have, um, I have some stuff on that too, that I can share. That's good. Um, That's good. I'm going to need that. Yep. And we like to make, I usually, I used to have an advisory class and every year I make them draw me a little fireplace to hang up in the classroom. And then my students make stockings for characters that we've read about that semester. And the stockings have to be thematically connected. Like I had some Holden Caulfield stockings one time that were like just bottles of alcohol. I mean, I had, it was so funny, you know, kids have a good time. Like, yeah. um, there were some, oh my gosh, some really depressing of mice and men stockings. That's for sure. Um, but it was, it's a fun way to blend a, a seasonal activity with actual school. And we talked about that a lot with Gothic literature and mm-hmm. other seasonal things that we talk about. So I try to make room for those things to happen as well. And then same, I'm kind of working backwards here in indigenous people's month. You know, we look a lot at what is cultural appropriation? Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work? I try to make sure that that lesson is all year long, but I definitely put a little spotlight on that and some writers during yeah. the month. And of it's, it's, it's good to do it in November, especially when so much is in the U in the States is about Thanksgiving as, yeah. as it's been traditionally depicted. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's timely because it helps students kind of challenge some assumptions and that sort of thing. Um, there is one thing I like to do right before Thanksgiving. And I, I, it's a little activity I made up called Booksgiving, where we talk about the importance of conversation and building empathy. And then they take on the role of a character from something that we've studied, like either their choice at like whatever. And they do a whole character bio preparing for a day of Booksgiving. It's going to look a little different this year because we're not going to be able to eat in the classroom because we're masked, but um, I'll figure out how to like make that a thing. And and we, we just kind of do a lot of the what ifs, like what if people were really able to speak like this without pretense, without, you know, like what would happen? And, and, and then it's fun and it's silly because it's characters. Yes. <laughs> and it gets oh, so real cute. funny. Yeah, it's fun. It's a whole activity I have written. I think I have it on my blog. So I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. I love books giving and it's, I have it there for free because I think everybody should be able to do books giving. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's so fun. And we make little book page turkeys too. So just making sure we all knew that. 
do do you have any things you like to do, but like maybe like there you could let it go if you had to things at home and or at school? I've actually pared down quite a bit yeah, as especially at home as my kids have gotten a little older because I don't want to miss out on what like like I, I have been very guilty of the like, oh, and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and having like an activity every weekend. And like I've I'm very consciously decluttering my own calendars so that it's like baking afternoon and it's not like party and then this and then it's just like no we're just gonna bake or like no we're just gonna or like I don't feel the I used to want to like make our own gingerbread no I'm gonna buy that kit from Target or Trader Joe's that's what I'm gonna do for like decorating a gingerbread house you know so so that I can keep the things that are fun and the things that the kids really do enjoy they don't give a crap if that was made from scratch we're not gonna eat that no yeah. Look at these hacks coming from you. I love it. <laughs> right. What matters is the time together. Yes, not exactly. Where the gingerbread came from. And for some people where the gingerbread came from matters because maybe they are going to eat yes. it together. Maybe they are going or like, great. If that matters, fantastic. I can't make it very well. So rather than make myself feel like poo because I can't make it, <laughs> I'm just going to buy it. And if it cracks, that's fine. Hot glue because we're not going to eat it. I think so this metaphorically, I think also <laughs> resonates well with me because I have this relationship with, I always kind of feeling pressure, not from anyone in particular, but maybe just for myself to do some kind of gift for students at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like something over the top or crazy, but like class parties and gifts have always, I've had a mixed relationship with these things. Class parties were a different animal when I was a very young single teacher with nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. I used to do like a white elephant exchange with all my classes and I were, I made invitations for them and it was very, it was this whole thing. Oh my God, you're intense. It's waned. It's waned. <laughs> um, it's, it's waned. We've done all kinds of different things and some year we've done nothing. So like that's a yes and maybe a no, depending on the group, mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on the year. Um, class gifts. Um, I do like to give my kids a little something. Um, and I think if I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. But the one thing that has worked and is kind of trendy right now is I will make a class set of stickers. Yes. I love that you did that. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was sticker you or sticker for you was the website I used. And I designed a sticker for each of my courses. So my English three courses got a Gatsby sticker that said, you know, Hey, they're old sport. And then my AP classes, I made them a space cat sticker and everyone threw their stickers on their Chromebooks or their yeah, Whatabouts. Or their Whatabouts. It was inexpensive. It was like maybe $10 a class for the whole roll of stickers. And that was it. And it's so cute and personal. And like, it's something that it's continuing that community. Like there's so many benefits to something like that, that way outweigh a gift exchange and a gift exchange can be problematic for our kids that don't celebrate these holidays that don't right. Like that we're talking about that are mainstream in like popular culture, but just doing something that's more based around finals of like, like that kind of a thing. I think it's such a great idea. And basically not just, that they enjoy it, but also that you enjoy it and you enjoy the act of making it and of giving it to your students and all of that good stuff. Yeah. If we're going to recap this whole entire thing, and you know, we are, because we say this at the end of every episode to look back, it's what it taking a moment, wherever you're at to say, 
what matters to me and what do I want to enjoy? What do I want to prioritize? And then truly following through with prioritizing that. And that will mean cutting things out. And that will mean saying no to certain plans or saying, yes, but I'm leaving early or yes, but I'll be there late or what, right? Like knowing that you don't have to do all the things you feel obligated to do so that you can choose the things, the events, the, the people that, and the assignments, the great, I mean, all of it, like it translates everywhere that yep. actually matter. Like that is a thing that I am taking from quarantine, from COVID, from being so isolated is that I really want to not just learn the lesson, but learn the lesson and, and move forward yep. with the lesson of like, I just want to do what truly matters to me right now. And that might change soon, but yeah, it is. What it is. Yeah. I, I just hope everyone here feels comfort in just the idea of prioritizing their joy, prioritizing the things that make them and the community that you serve in your classroom feel the positive energy that of the season and just mitigating that stress by not feeling like you have to do all the things. And when you do want to do a lot of things, getting it on a calendar where you've merged both your academic to-do list and your personal stuff so that maybe there's a way to mitigate things a little bit more cleanly and evenly. So to kind of bring it all home, we just want you to know that we support whatever works for you, just like in the self-care episode, whatever self-care is for you, whatever brings you joy here in these busy seasons, whether it's the traditional holiday season or it's a different busy season of your school, of your life, or whatever it is, finding the things that work for you and knowing what works for you and just doing those things that bring you joy and those things that help you prioritize and work through the things that you need to work through. If you have more suggestions, if you want to post those on social media, tag us at Brave New Teaching, hashtag Brave New Teaching. We like to share the suggestions of the rest of our uh, community so that we can all like work smarter, not harder. We've got like a lot of wisdom in this far reaching community that we are looking to tap into more and more. Amanda and I specifically want to help you connect with each other. So help us do that with you. And if you have a moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we would ever so appreciate it. It helps others find us and find the podcast. I would love to see anyone who has the courage to share a picture of their planners with us. If you actually do sit down with a calendar and you merge your lists together, snap a picture, tag us at Brave New Teaching. We'd love to see what's on your to-do list that's a must-do and what's definitely scheduled and how you're making that happen, how you're logistically masterminding your whole season. And we can't wait to jump back into some more uh, school-related content with you next week. We're starting a series on discussion strategies. That's three weeks, three episodes in a row, all about discussion strategies, building rubrics and all that good stuff. So can't wait for you to join us for that one too. Absolutely. Until we meet again, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.